Okay guys, so welcome back to episode 2 of Teen Muscle Radio and today I've got a very special guest, hopefully in a streak of podcasts, we are going to interview the teen winners from several natural bodybuilding shows across the year and I've been lucky enough to encounter the first BNBF teen winner of the year and that is Kirk. Um, so before I continue and say anything about Kirk, I'm going to let Kirk quickly speak to you guys about who he is um, and where he's come from. So go ahead, Kirk. All right. Well, uh, first of all, my name's Kirk Robertson. Recently just won the BNBF Scottish Teen Qualifier. Um, currently a student at North East Scotland College studying health and fitness and got a part-time job at Pets at Home as well there. <laughs> Nice, so you're in the retail life. Yeah, man. Hopefully for a short period of time. (laughs) Oh, wicked. Um, So yeah, so I don't know, to give you guys an idea, I don't know a great deal about Kirk. So this is going to be very interesting for me as well as it is for Kirk. So obviously Kirk's done very, very well so far in his very short, you know, brief stint in natural bodybuilding. Um, and he's made an impact so much so that I've obviously noticed him um, and his social media will probably grow as a result. So it's definitely good to interview guys that you know are coming up and I hope that you guys will basically gain from this how you can start getting into bodybuilding and the different routes that you need to do in order to, in order to basically get to the top like Kirk's done. You know, he's won his first show, which is awesome. Okay, so... First thing we're going to talk about is basically, I want to know how things started. So literally, how did you get into the gym, and where did the the, the initial drive come from? Where how did you, how did things start? Um, basically started. I'm not sure if you have these down in England, but free periods at school. Okay. Do so you yeah, get like yeah. study periods and stuff like okay. that? Yeah. 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 Um, started in fifth year, so it's basically the second last year of high school. Okay. Um, started to get free periods, and the gym was just around the corner from my school. So mm-hmm. every free period I got, we just head down to the gym and smash it. Um, but obviously, before starting a gym or anything like that, I just had the usual dumbbells, uh, doing tricep dips in my room on my bed frame. <laughs> you start at home. Yeah. So that seems to be a lot of guys. I think start at home. Yeah. First that's before a massive trend. Just building up the confidence before they head into the gym. Into the gym. Especially so, teens, because it's quite intimidating going there, like 14, 15 years old. That's it. Uh, with absolutely no muscle in your frame. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely a really good point. And mm-hmm. do you think that, you know, do you think that when you first got into the weight room at, so was it at school, was it a school weights room that you went no, to? No, it's just the gym around the corner. Okay. It's literally like a five minute walk away from the school. Oh. Like, Ah, oh, great, cool. So did you go... Did you go down on your own or did you go down with friends or how Just did that come about? One of my buddies, uh, he was actually sort of a little bit ahead of me muscularity-wise. Okay. Um, so he sort of got me into it to start with and then mm-hmm. obviously I had the passion for it, had a bit more of a drive, started going on my own and took it from there really. Nice. And did that, so at the start obviously you started in your room and you transitioned into going to, you know, going to a proper gym. Were you very consistent from the get-go? Like, did you go really often or did you get distracted with, like, nights out and things like that? 
Um, I was consistent with chest and arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back and legs. I didn't even know you could train your back or legs till about oh, three or four months into it. Yeah. Okay. So literally, I was going about three or four times a week, just smashing the hell out of my chest and arms, mm-hmm. chest, arms, and shoulders. <laughs> so, so did you? So when you started, you obviously went down to the gym and you saw other people training. And was that was that how you found how like how you should train, or did you look online? Were you following anyone li- online at the time, or so, how did you find out how to train? It was a bit of both, really, because there were uh, sort of a few bodybuilders in that gym, but I didn't really have the confidence to approach them. Mm-hmm. Um, so just looking at YouTube videos, I looked at a lot of uh, the Hodge twins to start off with. Oh, really? So maybe not the best for advice, but in terms of entertainment, you can't really do much better. Yeah. Um, so really, it was a mix of just looking at a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of different channels, and sort of deciphering which was the best sure. sort of advice to take on board, and which was just purely for comedy. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. So before we talk like too much about, obviously, the bare beginnings, did you... For people out there that are sort of very new to training or maybe even just looking to get into training, I want to know how quickly you noticed like gains in the gym. How quickly did you notice your physique changing? Um, pretty much straight away. Uh, but I don't think you really appreciate the changes until other people know. Okay. Sort of about three months in, um, I was wearing like jumpers and that to school and I just thought, you know what, fuck it. I'll take my jumper off today. Yeah. And the look on people's faces is like, oh, Kirk has muscle. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what gets me hooked like uh, straight away as soon as I noticed other people were sort of taking an interest and in getting positive feedback from it. That's just absolute drug. You get hooked on that. Yeah, I see. It was definitely the same for me when other people started noticing that I was putting on muscle. And I think... I think, I don't know whether you agree, but I think when you start and you start, you know, like you're wearing a top and your <laughs> your chest starts sticking out of it a tiny bit, like maybe yeah. a centimetre. And you notice that and you almost notice it more when you start. So like if you make a like a little bit of gains, you, you'll really, really notice it and you'll wear it almost more confidently than yeah, you will yeah. like now. Because for us, obviously now we're relatively trained individuals yeah you know the minimal gains that we make we might not even see and it's definitely an exciting part of your training career is when you initially start into the gym yeah, yeah for sure appreciate those moments yeah anyone listening <laughs> definitely appreciate the gains that you make at the start cool so that's that's really good that's definitely um a really good start in terms of where you started and, and how you got into things um one thing I do want to know also before we move on is were you initially doing like training at the gym were you initially going to change your physique or were you training for a sport like did you play any sports at school or college I remember I've really done sport uh, swimming football basketball stuff like that okay I always competed in uh, different sports and stuff like that but when I started going to the gym it was really just changing your physique really that's the main goal brilliant that's definitely that's that's a different thing to obviously we had previously we had jonah on the podcast and he was discussing how it's for track and field 
Um, for me personally, it was for my motorsport. So it's okay. interesting to hear someone that directly went straight to the gym in order to improve their physique. And it's obviously shown because you've had some very good element of chasing the physique from the mm-hmm. start, which is why, you know, at 18, you're able to have the physique that you do. Um, so that's very, very impressive. Cool. So moving on, guys. Um, obviously, Kirk, this is your first year of competing, correct? Yeah. So what I'd really like people to get from this is how did you get into competing? So at what point during this, you know, transitioning from the tricep dips in, in the room to the college gym with the friends, at which point did you think, okay, bodybuilding is something that I really want to do? Like, when did that happen? Um, I was just scrolling on Instagram, as you do. Yeah. And I'm sure you know this person as well, Damien Harrier. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 sure. As soon as I seen his Instagram um, and sort of the people that were competing in his class that year, uh, Stephen McDonald's another great up-and-coming bodybuilder. He okay. just won the juniors in the Scottish this yeah. year. Same show I did. As soon as I saw their Instagrams and the video of Damien winning the Scottish team class, that we're was talking me. talking like 2013, aren't we? Yeah, 2013, yeah. that was yeah. the qualifier he won. Yeah, as soon that. as I seen that, that's when I went to compete. Wow, okay. Yeah. So did you... Was like Damien a friend at this point, or did you just come across his profile randomly? Uh, I wouldn't say he's much of a friend at that point. He, I was his fan, <laughs> <laughs> a follower. Yeah. To be fair, I was a fan of Damien's. So I probably I think, still am. A fan yeah. Of <laughs> so you were, so you were following Damien, and you found out that obviously bodybuilding was a thing. Yeah. Did you? I didn't even know it was possible to compete until I'd seen that. Yeah, and I, mean, yeah. I was the same. It was exactly the same. So I didn't even know like bodybuilding was like a, a sort well, of yeah. thing until I saw people competing and get obviously getting on stage. And I definitely didn't know about the natural scene. So did you know immediately that obviously the people that you saw on Instagram were competing in a natural federation? Did you know that the BNBF was like a natural federation? or? Uh, yeah, I knew that. Uh, well, I didn't think that any federation was untested. Ah, I was okay. completely oblivious to everything at the start. I had no idea what a steroid was. Ah, um, I thought Phil Heath was natural. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone wishes. That shows the beginner beginner knowledge right there. Yeah, I think I was the same. Like, I was arguing that people were natural when, you know, they clearly weren't. Yeah. Um, so I Simeon Panda. Yeah, Simeon. <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> yeah, shots, shots fired. Um, so, yeah, I think, honestly, that's um, that's how a lot of people find it now is, is obviously social media. And I was following Matt Ogus for a long time, and that's how I found about natural bodybuilding. Um, so, so, yeah, so you found... Damien's profile and then how like obviously you had a massive gap from 2013 to deciding to compete in 2016 yeah now obviously was that was the main reason for that did you think that you needed more muscle or did you think you wanted to wait like a little bit until you were older like how how did that to be honest uh, I wanted to compete in 2014 and 15 wow okay I just I had no idea sort of the standard I'd need to be. And along the way, I'd sort of like look on Instagram, look on 
uh, Twitter, things like that for BNBF and find someone that I'd be up against mm-hmm. and I'd shut it down sort of maybe a couple of weeks into prep Oh wow! Uh, with that. So it was a confidence thing that I didn't okay. compete in 2013-14 wow, but okay. I started an off-season with Damien in early 15 Wow, okay. and that's when we started to build upon it and really sort of bring balance to my physique, add a little bit more mass and sort of bring someone that could win the title. Because that's what I really wanted to start with. Like, if I'm going in for a title, I want to be in with a chance of winning it. Yeah. You know, I don't have to win it, but I'd like to have a sort of shot at it. Solid shot. Yeah. And that obviously paid off. So would your recommendation be for the competitors out there that maybe think, I'm not quite ready yet. Would it would it be, you know, spend time building muscle, spend time in a calorie surplus and spend time enjoying life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a um, very good recommendation. I wouldn't say to compete too early. Okay. I'd say late teens or yeah. if you have a good physique on you, seventeen. Okay. Certainly go for it. Um but if you want to do it just as an experience thing, you know sort of the demands it's got to put on you and every aspect of your life sure then go for it if you want but i'd certainly hold off until late teens would be my advice yeah i understand so so i'm guessing my question was going to be how did you obviously find out about the bmbf which sort of answers itself through damien however Mm. i want to sort of ask um you know did you look around at other federations and did you watch other shows or anything like that yeah the only bodybuilding show i've been to was the bnbf scotch last year okay well nice. i went down to just check that out uh but i did have an idea sort of the other federations there is i think the only other competition in scotland is uk drug free okay yeah yeah. <coughs> sorry that's all right um, but yeah, just from the off start, it was BNDF for me, sort of thing. Cool. And what would you say is a great like? What would you say is good? Obviously, we we spoke about the BNBF before, and we've obviously both got we're both in agreement that it's an awesome federation. What would you mm. say in terms of a teenage competitor looking to compete in an actual federation? What would you say is good about the BNBF, and what what do they do well? And how was your first experience at a bodybuilding show on stage as a teen? Like, how was unreal it was? Unreal. Um, particularly with the BNBF. I don't know if other federations do that. This, but they treat you like an athlete. I totally agree. Sort of, you're not treated as if oh, he's just a teen. Like, we'll we'll skimp on doing his glaze and stuff like that. It is sort of very professionally done. Yeah. I'd say, I'm in total agreement with that, I'd say the stage lighting, the way you're Mm -hmm. treated backstage, and the way... Sound quality, everything is just bagging. Um, So if you really, you know, if you really want to feel like a million dollars the first time you compete, the BNBF is definitely a great great federation to choose. So yeah, brilliant. So we've, we've got to the point, obviously, where you've decided to compete now, and... I really do want to get people who's listening to this to understand what it's like to go through a competition prep. And your your prep has obviously been very successful. You know, you've reached the end and you've won the qualifier. 
which for a lot of people is something they might not ever do in their bodybuilding mm. career. So you've done extremely well. So I want to know sort of initially, I want to know what 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 sort of changed as a result of you going from, you know, you went through a gaming phase with Damien, your coach. What's what was sort of the initial things that changed in order for you to go on to this thing called a competition prep? Um, a lot of different things changed. Pretty much, there's not going to be any aspect of your life that isn't doesn't sort of have a knock-on effect. Okay. Um, well, I'll start with the dietary changes. When I started my prep, I sort of abused the cheat meals that I was given with Damien. Okay. So I was going pretty heavy on those, and I managed to get up to eighty-seven point five kilos. Okay. On stage, I was sixty-eight, as I said. So So I had to cut a fair bit, yeah. So pretty much cheat meals were cut as soon as Damien found out that I was that weight. Okay. And from there, it was just sort of minimal changes of the bro foods that I was eating. Sure, that's fine. So it's sort of oats, sweet potato, chicken, stuff like that. And and the overall calories, like macros, were changed like on a weekly basis? Uh, yeah, just small cuts at a time, so nice. no more than 100 calories, I'd say, each week. Cool. Uh, so just really slow and controlled from about 22 weeks out. And did you find, did you find like, the initial changes hard, or did you find the transition to sort of cutting out the bad foods, cutting out the cheap meals, did you find that, like, relatively comfortable? How, how was the transition? Um, I think... It needs to be treated like any sort of addiction. Like, see if you try and quit smoking. Yep. For the first couple of weeks, it's going to be hell. Mm-hmm. Like, hellish. Um, but after that, you'll hear that people don't really get cravings. It's only like when they're triggered by someone. Mm-hmm. So for the first couple of weeks, it was hell. It was all I was thinking about, just a big-ass pizza or some fries or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then after that, when I wasn't around food, I wasn't really craving anything. Okay. It was just sort of when I was around people eating normal food, not out of Tupperware. Mm. I was thinking, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could get some Krispy Kremes right now. <laughs> I, know, I know those feelings. I think one of the most overlooked things is the way that you know you are going to be surrounded by people that are eating foods that you just can't simply Especially as a teen. It's just yeah. a part of life. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good point. So it's something I'm going to lead on to now, which is asking you, you know, you said you're studying at the moment, correct? Yeah. So how would you say, you know, I'm sure my, my, my initial prep as well, so I'm interested to know the answer to this. My initial prep was done part, part of the time I was at college before, obviously, I left. And then I continued the rest of the prep in a part in part time job. So very much like you, I was in retail, and it was difficult. Like at college, it was really difficult to get Mm -hmm. the work done, concentrate on the work, and also for me personally, it was really about like explaining to the people that I was around like what I was actually doing. Yeah. Because they just man, teens just don't understand. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's so dry. Yeah, can't believe you can eat that. Exactly, that I can the, do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say 
in terms of like what's helped you like get through that and is there anything that you've particularly done as a result like you've been in college and like how how's it been like describe to me how how prepping for your show has been at college um i'm gonna quote craig green here yeah. uh proper preparation prevents poor performance mm-hmm. so prep your meals the night before get yeah. them in the fridge I even weigh out my oats. I get all my every supplement that I'm taking in a little bag, every pill, any powder, ready to go, so that when I wake up, I don't have to look at a scale. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing, you know, weighing out your food like every meal, it's just not doable. So get everything weighed out, set for the next day, and you'll be golden. So pre pre prepare meals and obviously get that routine together so that you're able to you know just continue this sort of like consistency would you say consistency is one of the biggest factors in terms of like making sure you just stay on track yeah 100% and it also gives you the time to do other stuff with your day yeah Um, for sure so not weighing out foods and stuff like that that could take up like an hour hour and a half yeah sort of if you're doing that every couple hours Mm, for sure so with your training, so you train very hard. How many how many times a week are you training at the moment? What does your training look like? Um, well, right before the show, I was training six times a week. Okay. Um, so I was doing legs, uh, two push days, uh, two arm days, mm-hmm. and a back day. Nice. Because uh, my arms got quite long limbs. Okay. So I really have to focus on my arms, you know, like probably my weakest point on stage sure. as well, as well as my chest and shoulders. So I really had to bring that arm up sort of during the prep as well. I see what you mean. So did you, how did, how did that all fit in? So training six times a week, how did that fit in with college? Was it difficult? Were you training late at night or early in the morning? Anytime I could, man. Yeah. Um, basically, I'd fit in training when I wasn't at college or when I wasn't working. Okay. And I just try and get all my meals in between. Sort of asking the boss to give me an extra break here and there <laughs> to yeah, fit yeah. food in. I mean, it, like it's hard, and you sound like an idiot when you do it, but you need to do it if you're wanting to compete. Like you need to be like making sure you're getting your meals in. Hundred percent. Yeah. What would you say was like the massive? What would you say was the biggest thing that changed for you? coming away from a very relaxed off season and going into a prep what would you say that was like the biggest thing that affected your work or your college life like what was what was the biggest impact that it had irritability yeah yeah um my moods were pretty bad uh, during sort of from about 10 weeks out calories start to get a little bit lower fats mm-hmm. are really low yeah um just really irritable and it's something like I don't really know if you're the most positive person. I don't even understand how you could control it. Uh, so a switch just goes off. <laughs> and if someone's annoying you, it's really hard to sort of just keep smiling and not really not really be phased by it. Um, so little things sort of start to get you during the end of a prep. I'm not sure if it's the same for you. 100% I totally um, agree yeah. but even people people that you love you're sort of just like noticing little things about them you're like man that's yeah. getting so old 
I found like one of the major things that helped me with the irritability was almost like getting my just getting myself out of situations that mm-hmm. I knew were going to irritate me yeah. and taking myself away and spending more time with myself. I'd say that for competitors, you've really got to be able to be very comfortable with your own company. Yeah. Because that's almost like you're spending a lot of time in the gym, you're spending a lot of time with yourself. And Cardio. that's that's very it's very difficult if you're not if you're not a type of person that just gets on with yourself and yeah 100 percent. you might you might like you might actually end up annoying the people that you're closest with Mm -hmm. um but obviously a major factor is just trying to maintain as many relationships as you can because you know people are going to be around forever a bodybuilding show is just one day yeah um so i think that's very important to to note yeah, um, to any teens out there, you one tip that I'd have is really get your affairs in order before you start prepping in every aspect of your life. Just make sure you've got your shit together before you start it. Mate, that's a massive, massive pro tip. Is and I made a video like you can you can scroll back through, you know, if you're watching this or listening to this on YouTube, you can scroll back through my videos and you can watch one from January which said do you should you compete in bodybuilding and one of my massive points was you need to have a secure job or you need to be in some place of work where you feel comfortable where you don't think you're going to be out and in all the time and also with relationships as well like it's massively important to have that stability because the last thing you want is something to go on with you know a girlfriend or you know um someone who's who's very important to you during the prep because everything is almost would you agree like everything is almost like exaggerated during a a contest prep phase yeah a lot of stress on a relationship as well i've been with my girlfriend for about three years going on now wow um so we already had a pretty sort of strong bond going into it Yeah, yeah but if you're in a new relationship and you want to keep that person around do not prep. <laughs> no, definitely not. Hundred percent. I totally agree with that. So, um, in regards to um, you know, like moving, like moving forward, have you got, you know, what like when you're obviously you're studying at college, have yeah. you got like um, any plans to like what do you want to do moving forward? Do you want to obviously like personal train or get into fitness or what's the plan moving forward for for Kirk? What's what's going on? Uh, moving forward, I've got college is finishing next week. Okay. So with that, I get my HND in health and fitness and my reps level three. Brilliant. So be a fully qualified personal trainer. So that's really what I'm looking at, uh, towards going into. And how do you see that? Do you see like the in like the fitness industry being somewhere? you like you all like is that something you've always wanted to do or is bodybuilding and being so much involved in the gym has that brought that career onto you i think definitely it started through the gym yeah um before i wanted to go down to university and study philosophy believe it or not (laughs) wow so i sort of had the complete change from the mental to the physical side of things So I'm the same. I'd say that when I was younger, I wanted to, I wanted to be involved in motorsport. 
motorsport got me into the gym and then gym got me into being a personal trainer so i think that you know for a lot of teenagers out there or any young persons like listening to this if you want to you know there's no reason why you can't whatever position you're in there's no reason why you can't get involved and obviously make money out of your passion it is one of the absolutely it's one of the most rewarding things and i know that damien obviously your coach is very much involved in personal training as well and he loves it it's his passion as well yeah so you know we're going to we're going to essentially quote unquote work not feeling like we're working mm-hmm. and making a very comfortable living out of it as well so i think that it is very important for you know listeners to understand that you know you can do this you know whatever position you're in if you're definitely in the gym you're passionate you're consistent and it's definitely something you can look towards so what would you say so you're going down that route you're going down the personal training route um so you're from scotland aren't yeah you? Okay. yeah so, Aberdeen. yeah so if there's any i'm sure that you know somewhere along the line a scottish young guy will pick this up how would you say is the best so what's the best route in scotland for young people to get involved and basically get their qualifications have you had to pay for any of this or um well unlike you guys then in england our schooling and everything like that is funded okay. by the government wow. so okay. it's been completely free Great. but there is a lot of sort of six week courses and things like that you can go on to get your reps level three i'm not sure if it's the same qualification down in england yeah i think we have reps i think we have reps level three Um, training room stuff like that correct you'd be right with that yeah so we have these up here as well uh it's about two grand i think for the six week course and that gets you fully qualified but any i think it's just the hnd health and fitness you can do a two-year course get a little bit more sort of substantial knowledge Great. in there and you get your reps level three in there as well for free. Cool. Brilliant. That's some good resources for. So I'd probably recommend that. college is the best way to do it. Go through college. Training room or any other six week course is the quickest way to do it. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. So basically coming to the end of everything we're going to talk about today um, which is which is good, which makes this sort of a nice, um, relatively straight to the point podcast for for people to pick up and find out a bit more about you. I want to know what's what's the goal moving forward. So obviously this is obviously lots of information here that, you, that young people, teenagers are going to pick up on. They're going to get a lot of information out of this and they're going to go away really happy. But I also want to, at the end of each one, hopefully I'll get every teen BNBF winner on the podcast. So I want to know what's what's the plan for the finals. Obviously, it's in your hometown. Um, so what's, what's the plan moving forward? Have you got any body parts that you want to bring up? Have you got any sort of like, have you learned any massive lessons from this one that you won't do for the next um, you know, apart from the secrets, let us in on the uh, <laughs> on the plan for the finals, Kirk. Um, plan for the finals. Try and add a little bit more mass. I've got fourteen weeks. Okay. From now, so the show was just on Sunday, so taking a week, sort of light training, eating good foods. Bro. Uh, try and bring up everything really, and the main thing that I want to fix for finals is my tan. Oh, okay. I know it's an issue that not many bodybuilders or physique compares or anything like that have with. Yeah. But I struggle with sort of dry patches on my skin. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So in parts, the tan was getting clogged in the dry patches, so it wasn't really absorbing into the skin. Yeah. So that's pretty much my main goal, because I think it affects a lot of the detailing in my back. Right, okay. So, um, and yes. I got in quite good condition, but the stage shots, like, I kind of feel like I could bring out a little bit more detail if my skin was clearer. Yeah. Your condition, your condition looked really good. I was really impressed. Props so to I, Damien Harrier. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, Damien wasn't going to let you step on the stage not peeled. So yeah. <laughs> you look great. Honestly, think you look brilliant. Um, I appreciate it, man. From my, you know, relatively short experience in the sport, I think you look great. And is there anything that you, you know, that you stepped on stage with and you thought this is like a, a body part that I didn't know would be like a strong point or a weak point like is there anything that you just look looked at because i remember when i got my stage photos from my, the, the competition that i won i only posted up like a very few of them at the time now yeah. they're all up online like after like way after the show they're all up but a few of them i was just like really not happy with yeah is there anything that you experienced like did you experience anything that like man i'm not happy with that type thing or um i'd say in terms of positive body parts in my side shots my glutes and hammies i was particularly impressed with didn't really show yeah didn't really show when i was like posing in front of mirrors and stuff like that yeah but under the stage lights things like that it's just a completely different story Mm -hmm. and probably one of the main disappointing features as i said was my back Okay. Just with the detailing with the tan and stuff like that. Yeah. Brilliant. So that's the plan for the finals. Have you got any more shows prior to the BNBF finals or are you just going to focus on 14 nah, weeks? Just BNBF for me. Just for now. BNBF for now. Cool. That's brilliant. Um, so I will I will hopefully be at the at the BNBF finals. So hopefully awesome. I'll be able to um, I'll be able to bump into you in person and have a chat. And I, you know, I wish you all the best of luck with the rest of your prep, and I will be following it online. And more importantly, for people that have watched this podcast and don't really know how to find you besides your name, obviously I'm going to link all these things below. But just give the guys and girls that are watching uh, somewhere to find you, like your Instagram, if you have Snapchat or Facebook or anything like that. Let them all know, and I'll I'll, I'll link it up below. And yeah, awesome. Um, Snapchat is nice and easy, Kirk underscore Robertson. Cool. Instagram, for some weird reason, is the panache. <laughs> <laughs> I'll spell that in the bottom so you can find him. He puts like his stage shots on there, so make yeah. sure to follow him. And Facebook is just Kirk Robertson. You can add my personal account. I don't have a page yet. Brilliant. Not that will you, famous. Will you, set up a page, <laughs> will you set up a page when you like do personal training and things like that? Yeah, definitely brilliant so um personal training in terms of that if you are in scotland uh via me uh email at kirk robertson pt at gmail perfect good man i'll put all of those below and yeah to close up that was a really good podcast really enjoyed that and I'm, i'm looking forward to obviously speaking to more competitors in the future so thanks very much, Kirk. Um, and, one um, more thing, if I could mention. Go for it. Uh, my main tip for anyone that's wanting to compete is enjoy the day. Brilliant. Enjoy it. Don't be stressed out because your physique can go to shit really quickly if you stress. 
just enjoy it and don't go in with any expectations of winning or anything like that because once you're on the stage the nerves will go Mm -hmm. i know it sounds weird but they'll just disappear and you'll enjoy it just embrace it that's your pro tip and 100 (laughs) percent we're gonna call it there so thanks very much guys for watching and we will see you in the next one over and out you fire you fire me a message just saying yeah you've got your water and everything i was just like yeah and then i looked down when my voice started getting so i was like where's the water <laughs> <laughs> bruh <laughs>